0: I wish in my soul, I wish that any of these people had a conscience. Ask yourself, what is my task and what is my purpose? If that answer is to save my country, this country will be saved. War Room. Here's your host, Stephen K. Vance. Russia has joined with China. Saudi Arabia joined with Iran. China, Russia, Iran, North Korea have formed together as a menacing and destructive coalition. Our currency is crashing and will soon no longer be the world standard. Russia would have never invaded Ukraine and China would not be having even a thought of raiding Taiwan. You didn't hear about these things when I was president. Good evening.
2: The world will respect. People call, say, beware, doll. You're going to...
0: Okay, welcome. It's uh, Tuesday, 18 April, the year of our Lord, 2023. It is uh, tax day. You talk about uh, like a rolling stone there. Uh, Lavrov, you know, after the Biden regime goes to censor CIA director down the summer of uh, 2022 to put his thumb on the scale of the election down in uh, Brazil against uh, President Bolsonaro. And as soon as Lula steals it because the election there was stolen, as soon as he steals it, they're up, in, uh, they're up at the White House rubbing up on him. Not just as he goes to Xi, by the way, a lot of breaking news. Here. Not just as you go to Xi, he has Lavrov, the Russians. Now, for the first time, the Biden regime is, uh, is, is paying attention because they're getting humiliated. They're getting humiliated everywhere at the world stage. Uh, Brazil's already said we're getting off the dollar, the de-dollarization. You just saw Blinken in Vietnam humiliated. They have a conference room with no American flag. Uh, some, some, not, not even a reception area that you would have any kind of dignitary. Looks like in the, it's in the bottom of some uh, restaurant, right now. You got Lavrov and uh, Lula hugging on each other, as uh, as the Chinese Communist Party puts together uh, the Legion of Doom, in uh, the Biden administration wandering around this Biden regime, illegitimate, completely illegitimate, and the people around the world know it. But hey, there's shots fired in the uh, in the death ceiling, the conference, the. Um, and this is why you're so important you're taking the hard line here's the hard line not one penny increase to the debt ceiling. The answer is no Watch my lips no there's plenty of cash coming in there's plenty of cash today's tax day you're feeling good writing those big checks to uh, to the government you feel you you support the six point eight trillion budget of Joe Biden and the arrogance of Biden and these guys saying, and by the way, we have them jammed up. I've got tons of polling here, internal polling from some pretty sophisticated people that show that the American people back the war room policy of no increase to the debt limit. What we need to see is massive reductions, massive reductions in this government spending. You got to get to a balanced budget. You're going to have to take some hits. CNN, they got Steve Collinson, their smartest guys up there. I told you they were going to lead with this. It's all this is going to cause so much agony for the American people, so much agony. No, this is going to cause agony for the cartel that runs this city, the spending cartel that runs this city. Uh, McCarthy and those guys had conference today. Breaking news is reported by uh, by Punchbowl, uh, Jake Sherman over Punchbowl and Zero Hedge, is that they're going to vote on a uh, budget next week. They're going to vote on the Republican budget next week. I still think they're going to do the votorama. Because they haven't come, they haven't come to any agreement or anything. They're putting up tons of ideas, but Chip Roy has just put out. Uh, Chip Roy has just put out uh, that part of the package he's going to demand is a repeal of the Inflation Reduction Act, and I think that's one point seven trillion dollars. The Inflation Reduction Act, um, the Inflation Reduction Act, one point seven trillion dollars, and I think there's still five hundred billion. We'll get the math right. I think there's still five hundred billion unspent. My point. The, uh, the, you, saw, you, saw, you had Gates and you had MTG in here yesterday. You know about Chip Roy. You, we've had Russ vote on a number of times. The hardliners are right now winning the conversation. One of the reasons the hardliners are winning the conversation, there's tons of polling that a lot of different groups have done, and that polling is coming in. Overwhelming support by the American people. Overwhelming support to have dramatic, drastic cuts in federal spending. And the White House is jammed up now. Don't think they're sitting there thinking think they got a good hand. They understand untenable. The polling shows an untenable position is just a clean lift to the debt ceiling with no, uh, with no cuts at all. That's why they're jammed up. They're in freak-out mode right now. They're in freak-out mode because they've taken a position that they're not going to be able to hold. The other thing is I want to talk about the duration of this. McCarthy's adamant if there's any increase to the debt ceiling, which there should not be, but even he's saying if there's any increase to the debt ceiling – it It expires no later than next May, and Schumer and these guys are a meltdown because they understand that puts it right in the middle of a presidential election right at the end of the primary season, right before the conventions, right in the middle and this will be besides artificial intelligence and Ukraine and the third world war this will be a massive this will be probably the central topic about how you pay for all this Let's. i think i 've got some cuts from McCarthy there 's a lot going on this morning uh we 've got uh, we 've got the uh, Senator Marshall's all over the CCP and new information coming out, a, a report, 300-page report. Natalie Winner's going to break it down for us about the Wuhan lab, uh, COVID. We got the interview of Elon Musk last night. Joe Allen's going to break that down for us. Cortez, uh, with money, we got a bunch of stuff going on in this transgender ideology and a new UN report where they're recommending taking off all criminal penalties for sex with minors. We got leisure on that. This thing, we're, we're jammed up here today. But let us go to, Let me go play the cuts, play the McCarthy cuts, and I can comment.
3: By the way, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, also in New York City, he made a visit to Wall Street yesterday to offer a preview of the GOP plan to raise the debt ceiling. McCarthy delivered remarks at the New York Stock Exchange, saying Republicans would vote in the coming weeks on a one-year debt ceiling increase tied to spending cuts. He offered a few specifics, not many, and used the speech as an opportunity to criticize President Biden, who has repeatedly asked that Republicans put out a formal plan. It is also unclear whether the plan McCarthy pitched would get enough support to pass with the party's slim majority in the House, and it would likely be debt on arrival in the Senate. The U.S. could hit its debt limit as early as July unless Congress acts to raise it. Cady Kay, your thoughts, and also I I wonder if Kevin McCarthy's uh, view on this matches his view on this during the Trump administration.
4: Yeah, I'm just looking at Congress's latest approval ratings, by the way, and they're down at 18%. And what we saw in New York may be part of the reason for that. If they managed, if they fail to increase the debt ceiling and the country goes into default and thousands of federal workers in the D.C. region anyway lose their paychecks for a period of time, then I suspect that's going to go even lower than 18%. Mm-hmm. The American people want Congress to get things done, and at the moment they're not getting things done. Um, and, and of course, yeah, there is on the on specific okay. issue okay, of stop
0: and- it right there. Hold it. We're going to come back to it. That's K. Okay, that is those are lies and misrepresentations. That's a flat out lie. The polling here, and somehow I figured out because it, it was private polling done, but amazing polling by a really good group. The American people, the exact opposite. The American people want dramatic cuts and they don't care about Biden coming in and having some government shutdown. Okay. So right there, that is – you're going to hear the left-wing talking points consistently. They're going to demonize. Right now on CNN – I'm going to try to get it up on Getter during the show – Steve Collinson, who's their smartest guy, has this article up there saying, you know, massive hit to the American people. Hey, look, note to self, if the American people want to step up, if the middle class wants to step up right now and write bigger checks in a day – are you feeling good about today writing a big check to the government? You feel that money's being well spent? Do you feel that? You feel that money's being well spent? Because to pay for this, unless you print money at the Fed, which is going to turbocharge inflation and devalue your currency and make you a bigger pauper, pauper than you already are, you're going to have to increase taxes. That's what the spending. Look at the spending. As essentially a tax. It's not a benefit to you, it's a tax because eventually it has to be paid for somehow. And the only way to pay for it now is to increase your taxes or to print money over the Federal Reserve. And the Federal Reserve just ends up being a regressive tax on you, on you. OK, let's continue to play. But you're going to see the left wing talking points the entire time. Let's go ahead. and can I, uh, Denver, play, hit the button. Let's play the rest of it.
4: If they fail to increase the debt ceiling and the country goes into default and thousands of federal workers in the D.C. region anyway, lose their paychecks for a period of time, then I suspect that's going to go even lower than 18 mm-hmm. percent. The American people want Congress to get things done. And at the moment, they're not getting things done. Um, and and of course, yeah, there is on on the specific issue of spending. It's fine for Republicans when there is a Republican president and a Republican spending agenda um, to have that spending, uh, the deficit increase. But it's 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 something that comes back, you know, when a Democrat is in president. And that's just you can see that pattern amongst Republicans that. Debt becomes an issue when there are Democrats who are doing the spending. But I, I think the bigger issue is that if there is, if they do fail to raise the debt ceiling and the government shuts down and workers are laid off and there are okay. enormous. This financial
0: is all this is all airhead. Happy. This is all airhead. Happy talk. It's all airhead. Happy talk. The only way you default once again. And you know this. That's why you become a power player in this situation. You're head of the creditors committee. You understand, we're never going to default unless the Secretary of Treasury says default. There's more than enough cash coming in to pay all the interest, to pay all the face amount of any security that comes up. So you can't default on a government security, quote unquote. When they say paying your bills, that the paying your bills, you can stre- always stretch out the payments, right? For some of these people, the Department of Education, which should be massively cut, we shouldn't be paying those; they should be cut. The only way the government gets shut down is Biden determines it gets shut down. That's why it has to be a hard line. Let me repeat this. And you are absolutely, you're the head of the creditors committee. Why are you the head of the creditors committee? Because you are the full faith and credit of the United States. It's not the SEC. It's not the New York Stock Exchange. It's not the Federal Reserve. It's not Congress. It's you, the American people, particularly the working class people in this country. And it's head of the creditors committee. You got to tell them, hey, here's my vote. Here's my vote. Wait for it. Watch it. Watch it. Uh, No. Not one penny increase to the debt ceiling. And you've got Chip Roy, you've got Russell, you got a lot of guys coming up now, men and women putting up different alternatives of massive cuts to federal spending. Stop the burden. You feeling good about writing those uh, checks to the to the Treasury today for your taxes? You feeling good about that? That making you warm and fuzzy? Think You think the money's well spent? Short commercial break. Back in the war room. In a moment.
2: No more, let's take down
0: the CCP. Inflation has consequences. As the Fed raises interest rates to combat out-of-control government spending, long-term bonds have diminished in value, crippling banks. Depositors are holding their breath, and investors are bailing on bank stocks. Diversification has never looked more important to you. The recent surge in gold prices is directly tied to the extreme market volatility right now. This is why gold has historically been a great hedge against the stock market and against inflation. Now would be a great time to diversify into gold with Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold makes it easy to convert an IRA or 401k into an IRA in precious metals. Here's what you need to do. Text Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N, 298-9898 to get a free info kit on gold. They'll help you convert your existing IRA or 401ks that are tied to a volatile market into an IRA in physical precious metals, either gold or silver. And here's the best part. It's tax sheltered. Let me repeat that. It's tax sheltered. Text Bannon to 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold today. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of happy customers, and countless five-star reviews, Birch Gold is who you can trust to protect your future. Text Bannon to 989898 today. Take action.
1: Where are we headed in America? President Trump put us on a path to prosperity, but today... China's buying our land, drugs pour through our borders, while our tax dollars flow to foreign countries, and our jobs stream overseas. The country we love is being ruined by insider politicians. I'm Bernie Marino. I've always been an outsider. When I was five, my family came here legally from Colombia because my parents believed in the American dream. I loved cars and dreamed of being the president of General Motors. Firebird for 1981. With a lot of drive, I worked myself into the auto industry from the outside. I wanted my own dealership, but industry insiders nearly stopped me. I spent every cent I had and made it happen. 15 years later, I owned 15 dealerships and had created thousands of Ohio jobs. Now, I'm running for Senate. And you guessed it, I'd be an outsider in Washington too. I'm not a career politician. I've never held office. I'm doing this because I firmly believe that career politicians have put us in a ditch and we need outsiders to fix this country. When my family left our home, it was for a better life. But today, we're losing our country because corrupt and cowardly insider politicians from both parties sell us out. We can take out the drug cartels at our borders, China in our economy, the criminals on our streets, and the leftists in our schools. Only will we take out the politicians from office. It takes new leaders who are willing to fight to save the America First values we share. I will never apologize for my beliefs. I will never apologize for fighting for the middle class to grow and thrive in this country. When insiders lose, we win. I'm Bernie Marino. I'm an outsider conservative running for Senate. Together, we'll turn Washington inside out.
0: Okay, Bernie Marino joins us now. We need another J.D. Vance type in Ohio. Uh, Bernie, uh, today the conference, the House conference came out about the debts in. They're going to vote next week. Uh, Chip Roy, the great Chip Roy, has already put out. Uh, Jake Sherman at uh, Punchbowl's reporting. Chip Roy says, hey, we're going to repeal part of this. We're going to repeal the uh, the Inflation Reduction Act. What a joke name. It was one point seven trillion dollars that was just passed last August driven by the United States Senate. This was Manchin's deal. Uh, Give us your assessment since the the Senate's going to be so important here. Walk us through uh, your feelings about the debt ceiling, this massive federal spending. Where, Where does Bernie Marino stand on this? Well,
1: your viewers know, we know that this inflation is absolutely devastating our middle class. You know, the elites are doing just fine. In fact, they're probably thriving in this environment because their assets are appreciating. What we have to do is every attempt to repeal all this ridiculous spending, that includes any unspent money from the American Rescue Plan that's just sitting in bank accounts all over America and state governments Let's claw all that back. Let's repeal the Inflation Reduction Act and get rid of every subsidy on electric cars, The government should not be dictating innovation. That is a giant bill that's going to come due, and it accomplishes exactly zero to help anything with the environment. In fact, I'll argue that it makes it worse. If we do those things and rein in fiscal, uh, this total recklessness uh, at the end of these career politicians, and by the way, Steve, these aren't just Democrats. These are Democrats and Republicans that have spent us into oblivion, and we've got to claw that back and get this government under control.
0: Bernie, you take a second there. You're a car guy. Walk us through uh, Gavin Newsom, and Gavin Newsom, I think, is still highly likely to be the nominee in 24 because I don't think Biden's got the stroke. Um, I think he's banned. Has he banned the internal combustion engine or gas-powered cars? I think in 2025, some it's some like absurd number. It's banned. Walk, yeah, talk, walk the audience through on this electric. I thought the electric vehicle solved everything in the world. <laughs>
1: yeah, it absolutely does not. What's crazy is. Uh, There's a study that's just been done that said that if the the government did nothing, stayed out of the way of innovation, about 17% of the cars nationally sold would be electric. Biden, Newsom, they want that number to be 67%. The trillions of dollars of market distorting incentives that would have to be paid to get that number from 17 naturally to 67 is an obscene amount of money. And by the way, there's not enough lithium on Earth. There's not enough uh, capacity in our grid. These batteries will make cars obsolete after five or six years. These batteries cost more than the price of the car when you go to replace them. And again, does zero to help the environment. What it does do is it turns our economy over to China, who controls about 80% of the base materials for this uh, insane move to electrification. We are the world leaders internal combustion engines these engines are much more efficient than they've ever been and we should be continuing on that track and not having a government that pushes us and tells us that we have to own electric cars and one last thing steve in ohio there's 15,000 electric cars registered here in ohio out of four and a half million total cars you tell me is the market speaking clearly with one voice they don't want this, and government should not be jamming it down our throats.
0: Uh, Bernie, here's what I'll get. You're a successful entrepreneur. You came, you bootstrapped your way up. Your family came from Columbia legally. You guys are an enormous success. Uh, you should be very proud of that. You've always wanted to be president of General Motors. We need great businessmen. Why do you want to give that up to go to the U.S. Senate so, so you can sit there and kowtow to Mitch McConnell? Why, why, why does a young, dynamic entrepreneur? I want to go to the stuffiest, stodgiest club on earth, sir.
1: To blow it up, to change the dynamics, Steve, because you know, I wish I didn't have to do this. I wish that we had a government that worked. I wish that we could elect leaders that would go down there and actually serve the country and not serve their own political interests. They're always thinking about their next election, their next position. I want to go out, out down there and change Washington, D.C., to actually restore our American constitutional principles. We have people down there that are either corrupt, stupid, or a combination of both, and we have to shine the spotlight and elect outsiders, uh, citizen candidates, that will go down there and look out for the interest of the middle class so that we can have a middle class in this country that's growing and thriving. The only way to do that, the only possible path to, to get our country back is to change the people we send to Washington, D.C. If we keep sending the same kinds of people, insiders, career politicians, this thing will never change. Listen, I've got a great life, Steve, but this isn't about me. This is about my kids and my grandkids, your kids and your grandkids. If we don't step up to do this, we're going to lose this country, and it's around the corner from that happening.
0: We had a we were in East Palestine uh, like two weeks ago, and the great folks out there. And I noticed uh, over the last 20, 72 hours, forty eight hours, the State Department, I think with the IMF, has led an investors conference. Conference, I think in Kiev, where it's about Ukraine and about you got Larry Fink and all these guys are talking about. And the, and, and the State Department said we have got to win this war because there's hundreds of billions of dollars, if not trillions of dollars, ready to invest in Ukraine. Uh, compare and contrast. Why? Why is? Why are we not having investor conferences in East Palestine, Ohio? Yet we've got Larry Fink and all these asset managers of American, you know, American working class citizens' money ready to port over in Ukraine, sir.
1: Well, the, the, the elites in this country do not give a crap about the middle class. Uh, they've abandoned the middle class. Uh, they want to uh, rig the entire system to help them. This is why uh, the elites on both sides hate President Trump so much, because while we have Joe Biden giving hundreds of billions of dollars of our Treasury, the money that we're writing checks for today to the Department of Treasury, to uh, Ukraine to solve their problems. Uh, President Trump was in East Palestine giving a master master class on what it means to be America first. We have to look out for ourselves The the world has lots of problems, but we have lots of problems here. And we can't be strong abroad unless we're strong at home. I'll say one last thing, Steve. The one thing that is absolutely bipartisan in Washington, D.C., is that you take middle-class families and ask them to sacrifice their kids to fight and die in a war that helps and benefits them financially. And you know what? We just got to speak out and say no more. We're not doing that anymore. We want People in elected office that will actually fight for American workers here and not for every other country on earth.
0: Do you think, Bernie, you're tough? And, I mean, this town eats people alive. It flips them. That's why, why JD is such a, a great example to MAGA of standing tough and being strong. Do you think you got that toughness in you to come here? Because as soon as you get here, they're going to say, hey, man, here's, here's how it's got to be. The elites get all over people. The lobbyists get all over people. Do, you, do you, you think you've got it, the internal fortitude to stand up to this cartel in this city?
1: Steve, I I, uh, would be honored, obviously, to represent the people of Ohio and Washington, D.C., but I don't need this job. I've had great success here in America. This country gave me every opportunity in the world to succeed. This is my way to give back. I'm not going down there to be best friends with anybody. I'm going down there to fight for this country. This is my way to fight for this country. and All of us should be doing that. This is really the next evolution of the American Revolution. We don't have to fire bullets. We just have to uh, use our votes, use our voice. Uh, again, I don't care about being invited to the fancy parties. I'll say I've been probably to fancier parties. That's not why I'm going to Washington D.C. I'm not. I'm not going to kowtow to anybody. I'm going down there to fight like heck for the forgotten men and women of this country who've been taken for granted, who've been asked to sacrifice, and we just have to say no more. You know, I've been kicked a lot in my life, uh, Steve. Uh, you know, when I was 26 years old, I, I ran my first car dealership, never having worked in one. I got my butt handed to me. I had lots of people that tried to take me out. They didn't. I survived. I bought my own dealership with every cent I had. I had banks. I had insiders trying to take me out. I fought like crap, and, I, and I, like heck, and I won. I'm going down there to fight for the people who don't have a voice in this country to restore that voice for them.
0: Bernie, how do people get to your uh, campaign site? Where do they find out more about you?
1: Yeah, they go on bernie.moreno.com, b-e-r-n-i-e-m-o-r-e-n-o.com. You know, Steve, one of the things that happens is when Democrats see an issue they don't like, they'll donate five bucks, ten bucks, twenty bucks on Act Blue. When our people get mad. They put rants on Facebook. I get that makes you feel better. But if you really want this to be a grassroots campaign, I need that $5 contribution, that $10 contribution, that $25 contribution. I will not be held to any donor. This is about the people of Ohio. Thank you, Steve, for what you do. And I appreciate you giving me the opportunity.
0: Bernie, thank you. Look forward to having you back, uh, brother, to talk about this debt uh, crisis. Short commercial break. Natalie Winters, Got some big information coming from the United States Senate about Wuhan. She's here next to explain it all to us.
2: We will fight till they're all gone. We rejoice when there's no more. Let's take down the CCP.
0: Friends, it's hard to trust anything anymore. Our most important institutions are being systematically destroyed. Are you prepared for things to get worse? Because true freedom comes from self-reliance. And that means having emergency food on hand. Invest your food foundation with three-month emergency food kits from My Patriot Supply. That's a three-month emergency food kit from My Patriot Supply. These kits provide over 2,000 calories per day for energy during tough times. Get breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks. The food's delicious. Your whole family will love it. Order yours today and receive, receive a free Gravity powered Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system valued at $279 as a bonus. Let me repeat that. You order today, you get a free gravity powered Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system valued at $279 as a bonus. With this offer, you're securing food and purified water for the next crisis. Your three month kit and free Alexa Pure Pro. Are all shipped to your doorstep in discrete boxes with free shipping included. Don't let this emergency food offer from My Patriot Supply pass. Action today. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com. That's MyPatriotSupply.com. Get your order in and your free gravity powered Alexa Pure Pro water filtration system valued at $279. Stephen K. Bass. Of course, Maria, this is a big, it is a bombshell, right, that the preponderance of evidence shows that there were two lab leaks. The first one occurring probably somewhere around the September timeframe in a Wuhan laboratory, an unintentional lab leak sometime in September of 2019. The Chinese then began vaccine research, and we think that is when this epidemic, which became a pandemic, actually exploded. Most likely they were developing this vaccine in a laboratory in the Wuhan University, working on. Primates. We think that's when some type of an aerosol was accidentally released from that laboratory, or a lab worker walked out of that with this very, very contagious virus. Wow, our own Natalie Winters. Natalie, these are bombshells. Dr. Roger Marshall, the senator from Kansas, has been on War Room before. He's obsessed with this, and this is what you need. You need a guy who's very smart. He's, he's obsessed with everything related. To the pandemic, and we need that. That's what you see in the Senate where these guys get these issues and they're like a dog with a bone on it. Walk me through the explosive thing, and correct me if I'm wrong, Natalie, because I think the war room is going to come out looking pretty good in this. Is it, he's saying that both of the detectives, it's a 300 page report, 302 pages, I think. He's saying that the virus was detectable in the summer of, and maybe early fall, but the summer of 2019. I, am I correct in that, ma'am?
5: You are correct. And the reason why I think this report, again, as someone who has done extensive research into the origins of COVID-19 and the Wuhan Institute of Virology, and of course, Anthony Fauci's involvement in it as well, is that this report, I think, really proves the evil, the malice, but frankly, the intent of Um, behind a lot of the Chinese Communist Party's actions in the early days of the COVID-19 pandemic. And typically when you hear that phrase, uh, you know, early phase of COVID-19, you think the end of 2019. But this report really blows that entire narrative up. They've identified two what they believe are lab leak incidents occurring, one in July or August and the other in September or October both in 2019. People may also be aware of the Wuhan military games that took place in October of 2019, which they view as further evidence that these lab leak incidents had preceded that event, because if people may recall, a few dozen people from various countries, including Iran, had died as a result of those games. But why this report is so important, right? If you start the clock on the origins of COVID back to July or August, The lens through which you view the Chinese Communist Party's actions throughout the latter half of 2019 takes on a very different tone. What I mean by that. So, if people may recall, there was extensive reporting that the Chinese Communist Party was buying up PPE, personal protective equipment, from other countries throughout the latter half of 2019, investing in stocks related to PPE, um, but also, of course, lying to the world. But I think the war room posse knows that the Chinese Communist Party, all they do is lie about the origins of COVID. But this really proves, I think, that COVID-19 was a bioweapon and was really part of the Chinese Communist Party's unrestricted warfare plan. Because you can't say that the Chinese Communist Party just lied about this virus um, to the rest of the world. They lied about it, but then knowingly acted in their own self-interest. And also, Steve, I know I had texted you this. But the other buried lead of this report, which I think is very, very, very important to note, is that they talk about the time frame of the leaks, the two leaks, but also in conjunction with the development of COVID-19 vaccines, which they say that in early November, China began developing a COVID-19 vaccine. And people may recall from earlier outbreaks that China had experienced, whether that's the original SARS back in the early 2000s, MERS, really any other virus, the Chinese Communist Party's initial response has never ever ever been to develop a vaccine it's sort of a tacit a subtle admission that they knew this virus was going to spin out of control and turn into a pandemic otherwise it's weird for a vaccine to be the initial response um to what again pathogens they knew they were toying around with
0: i I want to go back to uh, let me break this down for a second Let's start with the last first. Remember, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it was April and May, as we're reporting, as you remember on Pandemic, you were at National Pulse at the time, but doing all the great research over there with Raheem. They roll out a vaccine. Remember, they roll a vaccine. And Miles Guo, I think I was doing his show. Or he, I did a Saturday special with him. He he brings up the fact China's never developed a vaccine in 10,000 years. In 10,000 years, they've never had a vaccine. And here you're 90 days into the pandemic, and all of a sudden... They're rolling out a vaccine. Now, we don't know the efficacy of the vaccine, but they rolled out a vaccine with 100% of the Chinese people had to take it, right? So you're saying that this shows that the vaccine, they actually started working on a COVID-19 vaccine in November of the previous year, of November of 19.
5: Yes, that's what this report concludes, but I take it to the logical conclusion with which what you just said. Empirically, historically, the Chinese Communist Party has never gone to vaccine development as their first strategy. Obviously, the lies and the lack of transparency and the suppression is par for the course, but it certainly is unique and it's definitely anomalous that they would go directly, right, and still in 2019, to start developing vaccines as the cure. Again, we don't know how effective. I wouldn't put a lot of money on it being highly effective, but... It's still interesting that that was what they decided to to go with in terms of their strategy to counter this pandemic. In other words, they could have lied about it to their own people, right? They were only forced months after the original SARS back in the early 2000s, once that outbreak, they lied about it in the beginning stages. But I think they realized with COVID that they weren't going to be able to get away with it. So they had to sort of let the world know, although the way they did that was by sending out Chinese diplomats to different countries to get, whether it was Italy, the United States, really the world at large, to pay fealty in these weak worded tribute posts saying that the way that the Chinese Communist Party was handling the early days of COVID-19 was great. But now we know that the early days of COVID-19 are actually earlier than we ever thought. But the Chinese Communist Party was acting very out of character to go straight for vaccine development. And I think it speaks to the fact not only that they were able to develop it, that they likely had to know the genomic sequences, a lot of the information about the virus, which, again, they've still really yet to release the the full data and details about this. This virus, and of course, the Wuhan Institute of Virology has erased many samples and and bat related information, but I think it shows that, A, they had intimate knowledge of what exactly COVID-19 was, and B, through that knowledge, they knew it was going to turn into a blazing pandemic, um, so that a vaccine would be the only reaction. Again, not highly effective, but nonetheless, a vaccine.
0: I want to talk about the information wars that are going on here. You've had, interestingly enough, some of the intelligence services and others start to put out that, hey, this probably came from, you know, we have a low confidence, but it probably came from, from a lab, from a lab leak, from a man-made virus. you still got Fauci and some others trying to dig in, or Dasek trying to take, f- fight rear guard actions about, you know, coming from a bat a thousand miles away. But it's it's interesting. You've got this report, but you have other people talking about this, other intelligence services. You also see now... Analogous that you've had this massive leak on the Ukraine war in the, in what's going on around the world that puts a lie to everything that under sworn testimony they're talking about. How can Fauci and these others have given so much sworn testimony that this really puts a lie to? That I mean, what, t- walk me through this. How is this going to play out now? Because you've had other intelligence services coming out. One of the big things I can tell people behind the scenes, they're really all over going through Millie's sworn testimony, DOD, Austin's testimony, Blinken's testimony, the testimony of these people that have essentially lied about the Ukraine war, right? Is the same thing going to happen here in your mind, given you probably know this better than anybody, ma'am?
5: Indeed. I mean, it's very clear that Anthony Fauci has perjured himself, even if you take it back to day one when he was testifying in front of Senator Rand Paul, saying that he basically had you know, no relations with the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Then he admitted, well, I guess I do, but it wasn't gain-of-function research. So there's definitely enough to get him there. But I will say, I think there's an important caveat that needs to be placed on reports like these and these intel community link, uh, leaks. Because even though it's great that they're joining the war room train, right, and admitting that COVID-19 didn't develop in a wet market, frankly, it's an insult to the American people to believe that anyone would actually think that's the truth because it's so far-fetched. Um, but these reports still stop shy of using the word bioweapon, of using the word, you know, intentional release. You may remember Christopher Ray was talking on Fox, and he sort of said, yeah, the COVID-19 Uh, he didn't use the word intentional, but he didn't say that it was an accident. And that was the first time that I'd ever heard someone from the intel community not purposely single out the escape of this pathogen from the Wuhan Institute of Virology as not necessarily being intentional. So I think it's very important to understand that in, in context, a lot of these leaks, I think sometimes the Biden regime likes to use it as a way to look like they're playing tough on china if you remember it was around the time of the chinese spy balloon that the department of energy's assessment came out again with low low confidence and they still said um, that it wasn't an intentional leak so that doesn't negate the fact that the chinese communist party released this as a bioweapon but i don't think that we should necessarily let these intel communities off the hook, particularly, obviously, the Biden regime, um, just because they now admit, you know, four years down the line uh, that it actually, yeah, it didn't come from the wet market. It came from the Wuhan Institute of Iraq. Yeah, I
0: I, I, I think there's two, I think you got to bifurcate that because I think first, the most important thing, I believe, is to lock down, which we know it is, uh, Natalie, and you know better than anybody, it's a bioweapon, it's part of a bioweapon program. OK, the other is how it got out, intentional, unintentional. But you say this report also backs up what Navarre talked about, about they exact they they knew it was out, whether they let it out on purpose or not. They knew it was out and they exacerbated it. The, the, the response, because they started sucking up all the PPE in the world, the mask and everything else, We you know, from Italy, they went around and bought it. And you're saying this report shows that that even started in 2019, not in as previously reported with Navarre and everybody. That that really started in January, February, 2020. You're saying this report shows the PPE and all of their efforts in that started back in September, October of 2019.
5: Oh, certainly. Not only did Chinese exports of PPE to the United States fall, I think it was by like over 50 percent um, back in August, but there was again extensive reports. It was company by company, but then. Certain, uh, I think, institutions here in the U.S. had compiled these mass reports about the level, the extent to which China was gobbling up PPE, causing domestic shortages here in the United States, but across the world. But that was happening all the way back in August of 2019. And I, you know, the, the saying, the cure can't be worse than the disease, I think when you're talking about COVID, the cure in some ways really was the disease in the sense that it was really responsible for deteriorating, obviously, the United States economy, the global economy, but obviously the mask mandates, the lockdowns, the school closures, just a fundamental transformation of society. And really, I would say a kind of microdosing of this authoritarian state control, whether it's the vaccine passports, the digital identities, right? It really was used, it was weaponized, it was exploited. It wasn't even actually about COVID-19 as a virus itself. And I think the fact that the Chinese Communist Party was, again, buying up PPE in the early stages and refusing to export proves that I think they always knew that this pandemic was a a lot more about, it was about a lot more than just public health, right, and actually stopping the spread of the disease. It was a way for them to advance their economic power, their economic control, because remember, on the other side of the coin, when they're okay. buying up this PPE, yeah. they're also distributing it to yeah. third world countries.
0: Okay, h- h- hang on a second. I'm going to hold you the break. Uh, that's an act of war, by the way, what she just described. We have to come to the realization that they're at war with us. And have been at war with us for quite a while. For quite a while. For quite a while. And we have a major fifth column in this nation that's partnered with them. Short break. Natalie Winters. I got Joe Allen, Steve Cortez, Ben Harnwell, Liz Jore. All next. Only in the war room. In Joe Biden's America, criminals are exalted and the police are condemned This makes a great gift for Father's Day and is less expensive than a few hours at the range. That's the letter I itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com. Offer code Bannon, B-A-N-N-O-N. Has arrived. The new social media taking on big tech, protecting free speech, and canceling cancel culture. Join the marketplace of ideas. The platform for independent thought has arrived. Superior technology. No more selling your personal data. No more censorship. No more cancel culture. Enough. Getter has arrived. It's time to say what you want the
1: way you want. Download now. Ron DeSantis tried to cut seniors' benefits. In Congress, DeSantis voted three times to cut Social Security, even to privatize Medicare. Worse? DeSantis wanted to raise the retirement age to 70. Ron DeSantis would make us work longer to get less. President Trump promised.
0: We will protect Medicare and Social Security.
1: President Trump delivers, and he always will. Make America Great Again, Inc. is responsible for the content of this advertising.
0: Okay, now, Governor Governor DeSantis has a comeback to that, right? His pack, and they're going to go back and forth. But Governor DeSantis is up here today on Capitol Hill having a meet-and-greet and trying to get some um, you know, endorsements is a normal part of the process. A lot of the Florida contingent of the House guys are already coming in for President Trump. But here I think it's a more important thing. Right now, and it, it is perfect that he's here now because this is one of the issues around the debt ceiling and the spending. We've got to get our arms around it. Medicare and Social Security are off the table, right? We can, we can get there by looking at discretionary spending and also getting into Medicaid, and I'm, you have to get to the defense budget. We can take down the Chinese Communist Party, which is the only thing we should be focused on for national security is take down the CCP. You bite the head off the snake. Everything else falls in line. Okay, just does. Everything else falls in line. The um, fact, let me get here. I've got the um, the um, China one belt, one road. Look at this. China's one belt, one road right there from the good old Financial Times of London. A trillion dollars upside down. They're going to start foreclosing on these countries. This was all part of it. This was the predatory capitalism. You see the headline right there. You have to get it, and you have to do it in unrestricted warfare. Natalie Winters has been walking through the hero, Senator Roger Marshall, Dr. Roger Marshall, the senator from Kansas, is all over this Wuhan lab, a bioweapon, right, in, in order to take us out. We're going to have Joe Allen up here in a second talk about artificial intelligence. This is every aspect, every aspect of national power. They're in. And we got to focus on this. We have to focus on this. That's why this that's why the debt and the spending is a national security issue. And I think Governor DeSantis, because his comeback ad against Trump has got this thing from March 23. That doesn't hack it. You got to go back because we have to we have to out. The Paul Ryan old Republican Party mentality, and that's what Ron was part of. And he's got to convince people. Look, he, he and Disney's coming after him. He's doing. He's going after woke Disney. I think he's doing a good job. Iger's throwing down. They're doing this. Uh, the Pride Night. It's a night. Hello, it's a night out there in in at Disney. He's he's throwing down hard on the Santas. The Santas fighting that, but at a deeper level, it's his understanding of the federal apparatus. And the entitlement programs of what has to happen. And he's got to come forward on that. You can't put a commercial that just says, hey, March 23. That's just a tactical thing to convince people for a short period of time. This is more fundamental. And it gets down to this budget. It gets down to the debt ceiling. It gets down to this out of control. The biggest, One of the biggest national security issues we have is this. I would actually say it's paramount until the AI situation came up. And we're going to have Joe Allen here in a second. Very disturbing last night on the Elon Musk, Tucker Carlson, and, uh, hey, I would have any person watch that with discernment and judgment and not back Steve Bannon's thing that Elon Musk is a dangerous character. You can't believe anything that comes out of that guy. That guy's, guy's going to be all over. You know, he's got some new thing. Oh, yeah, my AI is going to see the center of the universe, and I'm there to help mankind. Yeah, right. Okay, I believe that, just like he's kowtowing to the CCP in, uh, in Shanghai. Uh, but that's a, a, that's, that's a huge deal. Um, by the way, Natalie, tell me, where, where do you think that Dr. Marshall is going to go with this? This is a blockbuster report, 300 pages. We're going to put it up. I want everybody, this is another weekend homework assignment, but remember to be in the posse, to put your shoulder to the wheel means you put your shoulder to the wheel. You got to go through the report. Where do you think it goes next, Natalie?
5: I think where it should go next is focusing on the Chinese Communist Party's American counterparts and enablers, and particularly the people overseas here, the Anthony Fauci's of the world, the people throughout the ranks at the NIH, even within the Biden regime. And even the mainstream media, the people who really engaged in what I would call state sponsored propaganda about the origins of COVID, people who lied and forced mask mandates, vaccine mandates, lockdowns, really took the Chinese Communist Party at their word because even though the Chinese Communist Party has wreaked havoc and chaos in this country, they wouldn't be able to do so um, if they didn't have such ease of access and really a, a special relationship, really the new axis of evil um, with so many American elites have sold who have sold us out to them.
0: By the way, the blockbuster in this is uh, now Dr. Marshall can prove in this report that from July to September of 2019, Six months, even before we shifted to pandemic, but before January and before the nation really became aware of it in February or March, that in July and August, a leak of a man-made part of a bioweapons program leaked in Wuhan. And that's what the report shows. It's a blockbuster. And uh, you talk about reparations. You talk about all of it. You talk about an act of war. This is why I say you're in the early stages of World War Three. World war Natalie, you're going to be here tonight. Uh, you're going to be here posting tonight at 5 o'clock. How can people, what's your social media? How do people get to you?
5: Natalie G. Winter is on all platforms. See you guys tonight.
0: Natalie, uh, thank you very much. See you tonight. Fantastic. Um, okay, I want everybody, I've got Allen. i got Cortez. We're a little jammed up here, but the news is quite intense. We're still following. It looks like Southwest Airlines has shut down their entire system, some computer situation nationwide of all the flights. We'll get more details on that uh, as we move forward. MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM. We don't get a lot of hours of sleep here in the War Room, but we get the best sleep in the world. We sleep the sleep of the just. How do we do it? We got the products of MyPillow. MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM. The toppers, I think the topper, 2.0, 40% off. Look, you sleep on one of those new toppers, it'll change your life, okay? You also get the MyPillow 2.0 the one that keeps you cool at night, the perfect head angle, and the perfect temperature. MyPillow.com, promo code WARROOM. Go check it out. You got buy one, get one free in the pillow, 40% off on the topper. You've got discounts everywhere. They got the, the, I think they still got the percale sheets. These are one-time good deals. They're never coming back, so go check it out. Also, Birchgold, we're going to get into this with Cortez on some of the fans, Birchgold.com, slash band, and get the third installment, The Debt Trap. It'll it, you'll be the, most interesting p- p- person at the uh, at the dinner party or at the backyard barbecue you'll notice you're starting invited to a lot more backyard barbecues because say man that person is really interesting really knows a lot of stuff didn't know this about the dollar go check out birchgold.com and find out everything about precious metals and the devaluation of the dollar 90 second break back in a moment